you've got mail. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Everything Email Podcast. I'm Ali Swerdlow, VP of Strategic Channel Partnerships here at Live Intent, along with our SVP of Account Management, Carell Cooper. Hey, Ali, thanks. Uh, for today's episode, we'll be talking to Kelly Ledger, VP at Merkle, about Merkle's Publisher Addressable Marketplaces, or PAM for short. We'll get into what PAM is, what it means for publishers and marketers, and what Merkle envisions for the future. Here's the interview. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you give our audience um, a better understanding about PAM, what, it, what exactly that stands for, what it is, and um, how it works? Sure. So PAM stands for Publisher Addressable Marketplaces. Um, it is Merkle's answer and sort of um, new solution in the marketplace to help create a larger addressable network of publishers and platforms um, that our clients and now possibly Dentsu or other agency clients um, can access addressable media um, within those publishers and platforms. So what does addressable really mean uh, and what exactly makes media addressable? Sure, so as Merkle um, looks at addressable, we, we, our viewpoint is addressability or addressable media is a um, media, uh, piece of media inventory that is coupled with um, known uh, identified users. So we can take uh, CRM data, offline data, um, hashed email data, and be able to securely uh, process that data and then match it against the consumers they come online um, and be able to target them uh, with an addressable ad. So um, creating the media inventory and the CRM uh, capability makes media addressable. That makes sense. So what is really unique about PAM and what you're doing? Uh, I think the sort of unique or, or value prop, I guess, for Pam is that we're going into market and creating uh, unique partnerships with folks like yourself with Live Intent um, based on um, your large, reachable, addressable uh, hashed email database, Merkle's large, addressable um, hashed email database, and creating um, really a easily transactable and data portable solution for clients. So we're going out and doing all the legwork from a privacy, legal, and data perspective where clients can actually onboard their data um, in a sort of one-stop shop type of manner. And Kelly, you mentioned uh, the partnership with Live Intent and it's been going great, so thank you for that. Um, can you give the audience sort of an overview of all of your partnerships and what that landscape looks like? Sure, so right now um, we are partnered with about 10 publishers and platforms. Um, some of those publishers are folks like News Corp. Um, some of them are more platform-based, so clearly Live Intent, great partnership with you guys. Um, you guys kind of sit in the middle of that publisher and sort of platform world. Um, more on the platform side, we're working with folks like Pandora. Um, we are uh, up and running or about to be up and running with um, a company called Critio. It's a large retargeting network, um, has a large you know, user reach as well as inventory. But really, our focus is on partners who are uh, data savvy, who are uh, 
um, media savvy mm -hmm. uh, from an inventory perspective, and we can bring the two worlds together and, and work with those partners. Gotcha. And speaking of the data and the media, uh, how does Pam facilitate matching? This is a great question. So, uh, okay, I'm going to try and make this as simple as possible because it's not the easiest thing to uh, digest from a sort of knowledge level. Um, really, what we do from a matching perspective is make sure that any data we bring in from publishers or advertisers, number one, stays in its own separate silo, so data is never commingled. Number two, it's brought in in a secure fashion, so we bring all data in in a hash format or a secure FTP location, SFTP location, if it's a postal address, um, or just make sure that all privacy and, and sort of compliance uh, and legalities are, are um, followed to a T, right? So those are sort of one and two. Number three, when we take that data and we match it to Merkle's internal third-party database. So Merkle has a large internal third-party database, which is 275 million U.S. individuals. So every individual above the age of 18. We have postal address, and then we have a corresponding roughly four to 500 million emails um, that map to those individuals. So anywhere from one to about three email addresses per person. Um, when we bring data in from our publisher partners, we actually do the sort of overall ID syncing and matching um, ahead of time. So these are then done on a quarterly basis thereafter. We bring in, um, for instance, live intent, we would bring in your full email hash database. We would see what hashes correspond to our hashes and then create a unique ID that sits between the two corresponding hashes. Data gets, uh, live intent data gets destroyed and then the individual ID or unique ID that we have with live intent sits on that user's file, almost as like a flag. Mm -hmm. um, we do the same process for the advertiser um, and again their data is kept silo, everything comes in a secure fashion and we create their unique ID uh, to data source. And then the overlapped IDs between um, an advertiser record and a publisher record are then done to create the overlap match when a publisher wants to activate media on said publisher's site. So we can see what the true overlap of audience is from advertiser to publisher, and then push back into a publisher's site with that ID. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of information. A lot of, uh, of uh, pushing and pulling data. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. Um, so one of the reasons why I think the Merkle Live Intent partnership works so well is because we're both involved in the people-based uh, marketing conversation. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the importance of people-based marketing? Yeah, absolutely. So Merkle's heritage and roots are really in people-based marketing. We've been around for 25, six years. Um, primarily as a marketing solutions company. So really our roots were in offline, direct mail, postal data, um, database builds, um, direct mail campaigns, uh, data analytics, you name it, we've done it when it comes to your sort of core offline data set of postal addresses. So really that is our heritage and our sort of growth and you know um, background as we've uh, sort of come up in the space so we understand from a very high level how to um, manipulate and understand data. And we think people-based marketing really starts from who is that consumer that's buying from you, who is the consumer that's not buying from you, who do you want to convert to actually buy from you. Um, it's less persona-based, less uh, sort of guessing and proxy. It's using the actual known CRM records from our clients 
as the base uh, solution and understanding of where uh, we need to go as a marketing solutions company and agency to help that client find new customers or activate um, lapsed customers. So really it's using um, known people-based audiences and data, true data, um, to inform and uh, launch marketing campaigns. And, and you talked a little bit about this at the Ad Monsters meetup, but how does um, people-based marketing change things for people that send email or own email databases? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I said this at the, the Ad Monsters forum, but I think email is the holy grail. I think if you've done a good job uh, as a as an uh, advertiser, a marketer uh, in the space of really capturing and understanding your known universe at the email level, really uh, making sure that you have clean data, great data. I think you are so much more uh, ahead of the game because I think the email list is really the key to all things marketing. Not only can you do email uh, sort of campaigns, you can activate those emails online with addressable media. Um, through solutions like PAM and Live Intent. Uh, you can use that email list to backfill against a postal address, so actually go out and purchase postal address or data gaps, if you will, to build out a better consumer uh, CRM database and, and actual like postal file, right? Um, the more you can understand about your client, uh, about your consumer and how they sit in your, in your world and how do you communicate with them. I think the biggest thing is that really you have to maintain those those email files and understanding what's behind that email file, uh, understanding the, the activity behind that person. Do they open emails? Do they not? When do they open emails? And really analyze those people um, at, you know, from your email file and use those, those learnings um, throughout all of your marketing channels, basically. So Kelly, um, Pam is new to the marketplace. Um, can you describe a little bit about how your clients are using it today versus where you want to take it in the future? Sure. Um, I'll give you a couple of examples right now or sort of early days, right, what we're seeing. So we have a, I'm going to call them a CPG client who is currently running actually with you and another partner. Um, they have taken their known customer list and they are activating that known customer list uh, through PAM, Live Intent, and another partner to get them to uh, drive to their website to purchase uh, more, like an add-on uh, an add-on service or an add-on um, their CPG company so it's like an add-on uh, additional product yep. basically yep. Um, they're seeing four times uh, return on ad spend mm -hmm. uh, than they normally do mm -hmm. which is really exciting yep. um, so that's sort of uh, I say number one is maybe a reactivation or sort of hyper-targeting of known customers to get them to re, um, you know, reactivate, re, uh, reconnect with the brand, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two, we are seeing it used as a, we, we're being given two lists. One list of do not target, so mm -hmm. a suppression list, mm -hmm. and another list of target. Now that could be for a reactivation, a prospecting, a lapsed, whatever it is, mm -hmm. type of, of campaign or tactic. Um, so we're starting to see that because not only does it work really well for, for activating, it also works for suppression. So right. I don't want to target these people. They've either, you know, they're lapsed for too long or they, we don't think they're going to spend any money. Mm -hmm. um, so it helps, it helps drive your, your return on ad spend up because you're not wasting dollars on people who shouldn't be seeing the ad for whatever reason. 
So that's sort of number two. I think number three is, um, I would say even hyper-targeting that term is used a lot, but really um, specific, drilled down um, with dynamic creative. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we're talking like intense dynamic creative. day, Time of day, type of weather. We're doing some sort of uh, hyper-targeting in another platform and they're laying all they're layering all the different types of creative mm -hmm. um, ad serving on top of that yep. um, so that's been really interesting and that just started so we'll see how that works out in the future and what we see this um, where we see Pam headed is that it'll be used as a uh, high-level measurement solution um, because you don't have the third-party cookie holders in between the consumer and the platform, right? Mm -hmm. We take that step out of the process. Mm -hmm. It's just straight consumer record to platform. Um, we think that we'll be able to do closed loop reporting much sort of more turnkey and actually more accurate, mm -hmm. right? Based on all the identity um, solutions and email um, solutions that we're working on and sort of like just overall identity. Yep. Um, we see there being really a full sort of one-stop shop on identity in conjunction with measurement. So taking the uh, measurement against proxies and panels out of the process, um, possibly replacing those. Mm. So do we need Comscore anymore? Do we need Nielsen anymore? I don't know. Um, so I, I see it heading in sort of those two directions. Uh, and you know, I mean, let's in the future TV, right? right. STB, um, you know, linear. Um, we work with a lot of those companies, so it'll be really interesting. We're already in talks with some of those companies, and that's a long road ahead because there's a lot of gotcha. rules and rakes um, with uh, STB or uh, TV companies, yeah. cable companies, I guess. So, I don't know. So, one one more question I have for you, and, and uh, I wasn't thinking about TV, but that's a good one. So, um, with respect to people-based marketing and identity, can you talk about the importance of um, cross-channel targeting, so desktop, mobile, even TV, uh, related to sort of hitting KPIs for campaigns and scaling campaigns as well, too. Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that, the most exciting thing for me mm -hmm. is that with this solution, we don't have the measurement and reach challenges, um, I guess understanding of who you're reaching, right, mm -hmm. across platform. Mm -hmm. Because we're starting at that base level of email address of a known user, we don't have to worry about those third-party cookie providers. And we all know that when third-party cookies hit app, tablet, they just, they just they disappear, yeah, right? right? They totally right. disappear. So your audience completely just gets truncated and you know cut off at the knees, so to speak. Mm -hmm. There is no more audience, and your whole KPI and campaign like, falls off a cliff because um, you just can't, you can't reach those people because they're not trackable, they're not reachable, right? right. With an email address, it's the same ID from desktop to mobile to tablet to TV. I mean, literally, mm -hmm. because we can just transact across all four, and I'm sure some other mediums that haven't been invented yet. Right. iWatch, you know, whatever <laughs> is coming out, right? Um, the goggles, all the new virtual reality goggles, right? Um, because we have that base level of PII, that, that known data, uh, addressable data. Yeah. Um, I really think what's interesting is that we aren't going to face the same challenges that the third-party cookie providers are, are facing. Now, I think early days, the scale is small, 
Um, but hey, the third-party cookie providers started with small scale too, and look where they are now. Right. So I'm not worried about that. And I think as as people understand that this is a better this is a better way to actually target known users, the only users who matter to you, um, without sort of the I guess fluff in the middle or the uh, the inherent issues that are out there. I think that it'll grow and it'll grow um, fairly quickly. So. You're going to make all of our email marketer listeners very happy with your answer <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the, the email address being the holy grail and truly the backbone to yes. all digital. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kelly. It's been a pleasure having you here and, and really nice to have you in person. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. And where can people go to get more information on Pam and, and how they can get started? Uh, yes, so you can go to MerkleInc.com, and the What We Do uh, should be the first drop down under the What We Do page. And there is a form uh, you can fill out for more information. It'll lead directly to, it'll route directly to myself and my team, and we will reach out and start conversations. That's perfect. Thanks so much, Kelly. Thank you.